Welcome to our Curious Travels, a tourist guide to dark travel destinations around the globe. Join us as we explore dark history and sites related to death and destruction. We hope we can get to know one another along the way. Our names are Fred and Stephen, and we're from San Antonio, Texas. We're a couple who enjoy traveling the world, curious of the dark and often seldom told stories of history. Today's episode is in our own backyard. The history of San Antonio goes back to the creation story of the natives. Long ago, a story sprang to life out of water. Folklore passed from one generation to another, taught by the elders to the young through the visual images of the constellations in the sky. The elders told a story of a beautiful blue and curious panther who chased an ahinga bird through the sky. The elegant bird plunged deep down into the earth and created a blue hole, a spot that became the source of water for Yanaguana. The Paella people lived along the rivers and creeks fed by the Blue Hole. The river Yanaguana was revered as a deity. The people would face little hardship. Everything would change when the Spaniards would come to the river's banks. The river was named for San Antonio de Parua on June 13, 1691 by Domingo Terán de los Rios. The Spanish surveyed the land and studied its inhabitants. In 1718, the city of San Antonio was founded. The Spanish were looking for a couple of things to expand their empire when San Antonio was founded. They were looking for gold, and they were looking for souls to convert to Catholicism. These souls were the indigenous populations. Yanaguana would not only be renamed, but would change when the Spanish built their first structures. The Spanish established Misión San Antonio de Valero, today known as the Alamo. San Antonio was quickly settled to create a functioning Spanish colony. King Philip V of Spain originally recruited 200 families from the Spanish colony of the Canary Islands off the coast of Africa to permanently settle Texas in 1723. The missions were a tool for the Spanish to bring all of their European customs to colonized areas. This is where they brought crops and livestock, but this is also where they built the first churches. We know that the missions were strategically built along the rivers and in heavily populated areas of indigenous. It was meant to dismantle the indigenous way of life so that they had two choices. One, convert to Catholicism and live off the missions, or two, find new homes. These people had been living and worshipping on these grounds for generations. It was not easy for them to get up and leave. This led to nearly a century of fighting between the indigenous and the Spanish. Eventually, Spain lost possession of Texas in 1821, after Mexico won its independence from Spain. In 1821, San Antonio was Mexico, and it would remain Mexico till the Battle of San Jacinto in 1836, when Texas would win its independence from Mexico. 
Before the Battle of San Jacinto in the year 1836, the most famous of Texas battles would take place, the Battle of the Alamo. The battle site is a must-see for the morbid mind. The story is wild. Close to 200 Texans versus 5,000 members of the Mexican army. Roughly 800 people died between the Texans and the Mexicans within a 13-day time frame. The Battle of the Alamo began February 23, 1836 and ended March 6, 1836. All but a few Texans were left after the battle to tell of the power of Santa Ana and the Mexican army. The battle took place all around the Alamo complex, which is roughly three acres, approximately 500 feet from the San Antonio River. The Alamo compound was originally built in 1774 as a Spanish mission. After the battle, pieces of the Alamo were taken and sold as souvenirs to curious tourists. It's no wonder that a place that has experienced this kind of death and violence is said to be haunted. Some EVPs or electronic voice phenomena that have been recorded at the site of the Alamo have captured voices saying things like, Please silence her. Kill them. I'm glad they missed. The children? And get out. It is rumored that in the gift shop of the Alamo, it is a common occurrence for books to fall off the shelves. Perhaps some of the spirits aren't satisfied with how their story is depicted in these books. The Alamo is also a designated historic cemetery. A lot of visitors are surprised to see the Alamo in the middle of downtown San Antonio. The grounds are open to the public, and the best way of getting up close and personal is to book a tour from the Alamo or try an audio tour. Its location might be surprising, but it's worth visiting. Be sure to snap a photo in front of the structure. You never know what you may capture. Visiting not only the Alamo, but the other four missions the Spanish built gives you a better understanding of the mass impact of colonization. Our recommendation for lodging in San Antonio is none other than the Minger Hotel. The Minger Hotel is located right next door to the Alamo. The Minger Hotel was built in 1859 by German immigrant William A. Minger. He was a popular man because he was known for brewing the best beer in the city. His beer was so popular that he decided to open San Antonio's first brewery, called the Western Brewery, located on the grounds the Minger Hotel sits on today. He also operated a boarding house with his wife Mary. Business was thriving. So they decided to turn their boarding house into a luxury hotel, which they called the Minger. The Minger Hotel is said to have had, and have, several ghosts, including Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy is known for recruiting the Rough Riders from the Minger's bar in 1898. When the staff at the bar closes up at night, they have seen a man at the bar watching them. Sometimes he calls out to them, perhaps beckoning bartenders to join his Rough Riders. But then he suddenly disappears. Sally White is perhaps the most seen and the most documented ghost in San Antonio. She was once a chambermaid at the hotel. 
and was well known to be a wonderful employee that loved her job. Unfortunately, Sally had a common-law husband who was a very angry man who lost his temper often. One day after an explosive argument, Sally White took off running down the street. Her husband pulled out his gun and shot her in the back three times. It took Sally two days to die from her wounds. Because she was such a beloved employee to the hotel, the manger brought her back and paid for her funeral costs. At that time, they paid $32 for her funeral. This was not the norm. It was significant at the time because Sally was a black woman. The receipt is on display inside the hotel to this day. However, Sally did not give up on her daily duties and has often been sighted walking up and down different hallways. She's also been seen with an armful of towels or sheets entering different rooms only to disappear. Stepping into the Manger Hotel is an opportunity to step back in time. While you're in downtown San Antonio, you might want to check out Main Plaza. Main Plaza has been the site of all kinds of tragedy and death. War between the Spanish and the Apache in the late 1720s and 1730s led to an animal sacrifice of a horse in this plaza to create a peace treaty. Some people see a white phantom horse galloping through the plaza today. In 1731, the Cathedral of San Fernando was founded and San Antonio would gain its first European-style place of burial within the city. We would begin burying the dead in and around the cathedral, a custom very different from the norms of the natives that used burial mounding and shallow burial to bury their dead. But perhaps the most tragic story takes place in the year 1840, when the Comanche come to the original council house in Main Plaza to strike a peace deal with the Texians. When they are unable to meet the Texians' demands, the Texians open gunfire, killing 35 members of the Comanche and seven members of their own people. In the 1860s, Main Plaza would be the heart of the red light district for prostitution, mostly to lonely soldiers. It would also be a place of gunfighting during the same time period. Everything from strange light anomalies to galloping horses, black shadows, unexplained sounds, and shadows of what looks like monks from the 1700s have said to be experienced inside the plaza. Take a stroll through the plaza and be sure to stop inside the cathedral if it's open. Inside the gift shop, guests can see history displayed. Buy gifts and purchase candles to be lit inside the church. History shows that Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana ordered the bodies of dead Texians of the Alamo to be burned. The Alamo defenders who either died during the battle or were executed afterwards were burned in three funeral priors or outdoor crematories near the Alamo. Juan Seguin took ashes from the two funeral priors and tombed them inside San Fernando Cathedral a year after the battle, and you can find them in a stone sarcophagus towards the left side of the entrance.
Just a short drive away from downtown San Antonio is the Salado Creek, and on the creek's banks off of Holbrook Road lays Victoria's Black Swan Inn. The property is an event center and is open for private tours offered by us at CuriousTwins.com. You can also experience the property during their monthly markets, hosted on the first and third weekend of the month. The property sits on top of an old Native American burial mound between the Salado Creek and the Walsen Creek, dating back between five to 10,000 years ago. The property was also home to the last fight of Texas independence, the Battle of Salado in 1842. This was the final Mexican invasion of the Republic of Texas. Colonel Matthew Caldwell of the Texas Rangers led just over 200 militiamen against an army of 1,600 Mexican army soldiers and Cherokee warriors and defeated them outside of San Antonio de Bejar along the Salado Creek. As a result of this action, Mexican Commander General Adrian Wall retreated south and back into Mexico. One Texian was killed and 9 to 12 were injured. 60 Mexican soldiers were killed and hundreds were injured. The day before the Battle of Salado, over 30 Texan militiamen were killed by the Mexican army on the same land. This event is now referred to as Dawson's Massacre. The property has seen close to 115 deaths over its history and is believed to be haunted by Native American spirits, spirits of the Battle of Salado, and the spirits of its former residents. You won't want to leave San Antonio without visiting a cemetery, and for that, we recommend City Cemetery Number 1, located on the east side of San Antonio. We offer a tour of San Antonio City Cemetery Number 1, and you can book a tour and learn more at CuriousTwins.com. The story of City Cemetery Number 1 begins with the city's first graveyard, Campo Santo, created at the beginning of the 1800s at what is now the intersection of Houston and Santa Rosa. The cemetery had a Protestant area and a Catholic area. Santa Rosa Hospital later was built on the Catholic side of the cemetery. San Antonio grew rapidly after Texas statehood in 1846, and the city council faced many challenges, including the need for new cemeteries. The old cemetery, today's Milan Park, was full, and in 1853, the city council selected a new burial ground east of downtown at Powder House Hill. The hill was part of San Antonio's original land grant and was named for buildings constructed there by the Spanish military to store gunpowder. City Council designated land for a new cemetery and began to sell individual lots. Land was also donated or sold to fraternal organizations, churches, and military organizations to bury their dead. The bodies at the original city cemetery at Milan Park were moved to the present-day city cemetery number one, and it's rumored that both Milan Park, Santa Rosa Hospital, and city cemetery number one are all, you guessed it, haunted. You can visit all of these haunted and dark locations in a day. The cemetery is located right off Commerce Street just east of downtown. It's easy to miss, so look for the small white sign that says City Cemetery Number 1. The cemetery is lovely to walk around, especially in the morning. Come at night and enjoy a romantic stroll while hearing a hooting owl in the distance. There are over 30 cemeteries in the area to stroll through. 
this cemetery is open from 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. Lastly, we recommend a visit to the Riverwalk. Be warned that parts of the Riverwalk are very touristy and other parts are quiet and tranquil. Floods would devastate San Antonio citizens throughout the early 1900s, but the worst was in 1921. In 1921, San Antonio's future was altered. On September 7, 1921, south of San Antonio, a Category 1 hurricane made landfall south of Tampico, Mexico. The energy from the tropical system raced northward. By September 8th, rainfall in San Antonio had begun. The heaviest rainfall fell on September 9th. San Antonio suffered major damage from the floodwaters. Buildings were damaged and debris littered the city. More than 50 people lost their lives, while property worth more than $3 million was destroyed. In today's equivalent, that would be almost $50 million. Water as deep as 10 feet in the downtown area flooded buildings and homes. The flood spurred change. City planners realized that flood control was needed to prevent future tragedies. A bypass channel was constructed through downtown designed to protect against flooding along the San Antonio River. Plans included cementing over and covering the storm's sewer. Famous architect Robert Hugman proposed putting businesses along the channel instead of paving over the waterway. He would eventually move forward with this idea, creating what is now the world-famous Riverwalk. The two projects proved invaluable during subsequent flood events. The Riverwalk is both a memorial to the lives lost in 1921, but it also serves to protect our city today. It's a beautiful and haunting walk. The Riverwalk connects to the Mission Trail, making hiking or biking to the missions easy. You can also find restaurants, bars, coffee shops, as well as art galleries along the river. San Antonio is a city that at one time was ruled by the natives of Yanaguana along the river. And today it's a bustling Texas city full of dark tales, tragedy, and a few interesting scandals. San Antonio is one of our favorite cities. However, we're biased because we call San Antonio our home. The city has so much to offer. We would love to show you around our home city when you visit. You can learn more or book a tour at CuriousTwins.com. We are coming to the end of this episode, but we have more episodes coming. Travel back to Texas with us on the next episode when we explore Corpus Christi. We're excited to share more of Texas's dark and morbid travel destinations with you. Be sure to check out CuriousTwins.com for more episodes, events, and tours. You can also follow us at Curious Twins Paranormal on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Even if you never get to visit the locations we share, we hope that you enjoy learning about these locations as much as we enjoy sharing them. We're looking forward to the next episode of Curious Travels with Fred and Steven. If you're curious, join us. We appreciate the company. <laughs>